All right, and welcome back, everybody, to the Brews and Belters podcast. Um, this is season four, episode 16. Joining me, as always, is Toby Hinefeld. And tonight, we've got a guest, a uh, friend of ours and West Ham supporter, Jake Herbert. Jake, how are you tonight? What are you sipping on? Doing fantastic. Uh, we currently have a can of, it's called Lil Fritz. Put in the camera here. Nice. Uh, by Urban Chestnut. So it's kind yeah. of a, a citrus wheat beer. I'm a big fan of Blue Moons, so I might as well support, you know, uh, St. Louis, right? St. Louis brand, and uh, it's the closest thing they got. So, about nice. four percent. All right. So yeah, they, good they, stuff. debut on the podcast. You got to keep it light with a little four percent. Can't go. You know, and it's a 9%. small can, only 99 calories. So watching the figure. <laughs> love it. Love to see it. Toby, what about yourself? How you doing tonight? What are you sipping on? Teagues, uh, Jake, nice talking to you. Um, I have a Colorado brewery, Odell's Brewing Company, uh, Isolation Ale. It's a winter beer. Don't know the ABV on it. Uh, 6% is what it looks like. Uh, Multi-ale balanced by a subtly crisp hop finish. Uh, Very fitting uh, with my boy, Sonny, just completely going ISO on Kieran Trippier today and just body bagging him. So it was fitting. I bought these yesterday, not even knowing this is going to happen, but here we are. My life is like an iTunes playlist. Like it's perfectly formed for me <laughs> and it's perfect. So it's just working out today. Keeks, how are you doing? What are you sipping on? Uh, new new background I see here. What's going new on? New background. We're in the new crib. We're down in the basement. Um, I'm posted up actually at the bar with the rest of the basement at my back. Um, which is a little bit of an impromptu situation. My desk that I usually use actually broke. It's a cheap ass Ikea desk that I got in like college. Um, legs just completely snapped off it in the move. So we're improvising. Um, I'm doing well, Toby. Happy to be getting settled into the new place. Um, I've got a Firebreak Vienna style lager from Shells, which is spelled S-C-H-E-L-L apostrophe S. Um, and they are out of Minnesota, um, New Ulm, Minnesota. This is a 4.8%. For some reason, uh, so I got a little like pick six. I don't know. Something is telling me, I don't know if it's the can or what is just kind of telling me I'm not going to like this, <laughs> but we'll see. Okay. Uh, under 5%. That's pretty good for you. Is that lower yeah. in calories? Like, like Jake's or no? <laughs> um, I'm not seeing anything. I don't know about if you calories, know that. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. Yeah, honestly, um, I don't even know what calories are. So <laughs> it's actually quite good. Um, okay. I don't mind it at all. First, first beer from um, from Shells on the pod. So yeah. I'm I'm enjoying. There's a little pick six at the local local spot here. I um, never do that. Never do yeah. pick sixes. Do you, Jake? Ever do a pick six? Not. I never have. No. Yeah. I'm willing to try new things, but I'll just go. <laughs> Okay. Buy a whole case of it. So yeah. Oh, and yeah. I wanna I wanna apologize too, Jake. If the reason I mean everyone wants to come on and do episodes with us, like the Bruce and Belters following is just growing and growing and growing. <laughs> but I want to apologize to you if Keegan coerced you into coming on to do this episode with you having to sign the petition for him campaigning for Trent Alexander Arnold for the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> uh, I mean, he started this. We haven't had an episode in about 10 days. And so he started this campaign pretty recently. And, and uh, I, just, well. I just want to make sure you didn't get forced to jump on that. 
so I, I I feel like this has been going on for years. So it's been uh, probably like three or four years since I've seen Keegan since he's been in St. Louis. And I think that's really where it started because I was hearing a lot about it, especially when they were winning, you know, winning the title, Champions League, things like that. That's where it really started. And I was just going along with it until obviously <laughs> it's uh, obviously it's grown into something bigger nowadays. As has Trent. He's just grown into a colossal <laughs> figure who's who's yet to figure out how to play defense. But um, we'll just shift him into a midfielder and it'll be all good. But now, um, appreciate it, boys. Looking forward to tonight's chat. We're going to get in, obviously, to the Premier League. Um, we've been wanting to have Jake on for a while. Jake, I apologize. Not because of the Trent Alexander-Arnold Ballon d'Or <laughs> campaign arm twist, but because the Hammers have been in solid form. Um, and today was a little bit of a, a little shock to the system. Um, and they played against one of the teams who's in in arguably the best form in the Premier League outside of Aston Villa, and that's Fulham. So I figured we could just start out there, um, just getting right into it with, with your thoughts on the match today, generally overall, and then we can pipe in with some questions. Yeah, um, as a fan, obviously you don't want to see them lose 5-0. to zero. Um, currently I'm not Moyes out, but I mean, we haven't lost a match since the first week of November. We've either won or we've drawn one. Um, I just feel like we kind of played down to our abilities to the team. Obviously we go first week of the, the premier league. We beat Chelsea. I mean, just last Thursday we beat Tottenham. So we, we play up to the talent, you know, subtle brag like it. <laughs> yeah. But then we go and lose to, um, Bournemouth, obviously Fulham, um, Raul Jimenez just all of a sudden has just been bagging goals. Like Dude, that was, that back. was, that first goal was class. That was such a good oh, team yeah. goal and he got it up and over. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great goal for their first one. And that kind of just, started the steamrolling process for for everyone i mean him and awobi both have just they've just turned it on all of a sudden it feels like these past few weeks i mean they've won i think three of their last five um one draw and one loss i believe in there in the mix and i mean they've just been on fire it feels like attacking wise and they really hammered that right side um attacking wise that right side defensively the the left back cresswell um, and I'm just curious, is, is that kind of a point of weakness going into the match you were a little bit worried about? Is that something that just kind of progressed as the match went on? Uh, personally, um, I didn't think it was that much of a weakness, obviously before the match, he hasn't played much this year with Emerson just out performing pretty much anybody on the team. He's definitely in my top three, uh, hammers this season. Um, shout out Mexico. <laughs> Um, but it's just, he, he, he sometimes loses track of the runners and they killed us on the whipped balls in, and obviously they scored what, two or three headers. Yeah. Um, it definitely is alarming. It's a, a place I think we need to upgrade, um, whether it's just a bench option or just a depth piece, it's definitely somewhere I think we need to upgrade. Yeah. So, I mean, Fulham specifically talking about them minus the the like liverpool heroics in the 85 plus against them 
uh, where Liverpool scored two goals to beat Fulham 4-3. Uh, they're up. They beat West Ham, Forest, Wolves, like on a combined aggregate of like 13-2. to two. So they're putting up a lot of goals. So I don't think this is like an outlier to West Ham. I think Fulham's just in a really good form right now. And yeah. I think their wingbacks just eat. And especially when you give Anthony Robinson that gray platinum hair, that's a 60% win ratio right then and there. And for them to have that, not just the hair, but for them to have – he's arguably playing the best I've ever seen Anthony Robinson play. And he's playing on the left side without a Tim Ream. I want to say he was out for a little bit, and I think he just came back. I think – Did I he think play he this have, did, did he have a suspension? Actually? I think a red card, a three-game yeah, red card. I think he yeah. may have had, been out of a, a suspension. But even the right side, like both of their wingbacks are playing phenomenal right now. Uh, what's his name? The midfield of Rafinha or whatever his name is. That's Alina. Being linked. Alina. Yeah, Polina yeah. being linked to Bayern right now. Like yeah. he's playing out of his mind. Fulham, Fulham's that weird team, kind of like Villa, where they have a ton of good talent. But I feel like they, they're getting the most out of their talent, especially right now. They're in great form. Yeah. And I mean, you would have talked to me Thursday and Friday. I would have said the same thing about West Ham. Like, I thought, yep. although West Ham, you said, dropped a few points, they looked shaky at times. But for the most part, they looked like they were never out of control against Tottenham. And, yes, Tottenham bottled that second goal that they got. So be it. Uh, we don't even remember. I don't remember that game <laughs> happening after today. Uh, but West Ham just has a lot going for them. And I don't think it is their – their defense per se. I think they're lacking a little bit in the midfield in my, in my opinion today that stood out to me. Whereas the rest of the season, the midfield has been really strong. You got Paqueta, you got James Ward Prowse, obviously huge pickup this year in Kudus. Um, and then Suchek is starting to get a little bit older. I love him just because I mean, Toby and I mentioned every walk off Suchek. I mean, yeah, dude, he's just <laughs> scoring like late, late game winners. That, always that man should not be doing like, diving sidekicks like he did for that one uh his most recent goal it was like yeah. a perfect volley goal it's like that man doesn't even look like he can jump let alone his joints and, yeah his joints are creaking way too much to be doing shit like that what what nationality is he because you guys like run that country he's check right? check yeah. yeah west ham have like three of them and uh, yeah uh, and he plays like a number nine for check it's it's insane for the national team so <laughs> that's absolutely wild so comparing last year to this year, I want to say you guys finished in like the 10 to 15 range last year. I want to say 13, 14, but you won the Europa conference against Fiorentina shout out Syria. Um, and in doing so you automatically qualified for Europa, even though you had, in my opinion, it was a mediocre season compared to the year previously. Um, so I think you're 10 right now on this table. Is that kind of where you expected yourself or did you guys think you'd be, performing a little bit higher than that? Um, Honestly, at the beginning of the season, I had no clue how things were going to work out. Losing Rice, losing that such a big piece of that team, it, I had no idea how it was going to work out. And honestly, I think Alvarez has been the best form of replacement we have, could have possibly had for Rice. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he is Rice, but he's he's up there as one of the best replacement options. Um. I, I, I would put us in that 10 range, though, um, just to kind of glue things together. Now, I think Moyes' contract is up at the end of this season. I don't think they're going to re-sign him if we get – no matter what happens. 
So I think he's moving on. Um, but yeah. I would at the beginning of the season, if I had to pick, it'd probably be in this this spot here. I know we're way ahead of what we were at this point last year, mm-hmm. but I I would probably put us in this around this area. It's it's crazy to think too. So I'm looking. I have the table pulled up, and the teams in front of you. All right, so West Ham's in ninth right now. Brighton going up. Brighton, Newcastle, United, Tottenham, City, Villa, Arsenal, Liverpool. I mean, I think that puts a little bit into perspective just how competitive the the Premier League is this year. Right behind you, you've got Fulham, Brentford, Chelsea, Wolves. And I mean, Wolves have have had a couple runs of form where they're, they knocked off, you know, they beat City. Um, they played Liverpool closely. Like, it's, I mean, so, the, the Premier League is a bloodbath this year. Dude, the, a complete bloodbath this year. I mean, the last couple of years, it's been pretty much a two, two-man two race. It's been City-Arsenal, City-Arsenal. Then what was it before that? Liverpool-City, City-Liverpool. Uh, and then, you know, we had the Leicester, the outlier. And I think that's what we're due for this year. I, I don't want to get into it yet, but, I mean, the darlings of it could be Villa. Like, they have that Leicester makeup where they have guys who can score. They're good on defense without their best player, Tyre, or their best defender, Tyrone Mings. You know, lost him at the start of the season. Uh, West Ham had, I mean, arguably, I mean, not arguably, uh, they lost their talisman. You know, Declan Rice goes to Arsenal. Uh, I mean, that's seamless for Arsenal. Like, he's a plug-and-play player day one. It looks like he could be captain if Odegaard ever wanted to relinquish that. Um, Were you pretty happy with the the poll you guys got? It kind of reminded me of why it was foreshadowing with Villa is because same thing. You know, they shipped out Jack Grealish, their club darling, best Cavs in the Prem, and they got $100 for him. And they flipped that real quickly with players over a two-year period, not two transfers, but two-year period of transfers. And – with Declan Rice leaving, you had uh, Mohamed Kudus. Do we call him Mo or is he uh, Mohamed? Or I didn't know if we're. I call him Mo. That. Yeah. Mo. So Mo or Kudus. Yeah. All into it. My my new favorite Mo, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Mo Kudus, uh, the Greek defender. I forget that guy's name. He played like on Mavrapanos. the left side. Yeah, but I think he's like a center back at heart. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know you got Edison, who you've been talking about, uh, Alvarez, of course, and then uh, James Ward Prowse, who. I mean, I, I love my James Madison hire for Tottenham, but James Ward-Prowse, I thought, was a phenomenal player available, and somehow he went to West Ham. And for you to pick up a team's best player to replace your team's best player, but then you also hand handcuff him with a few other players, like you are talking about Alvarez, I, I thought it was great business this offseason for them. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I really can't complain with how they spent the – Rice money. I still think there's some left for January acquisitions because I know we're needing him a couple spots. But like Ward Prowse, he's already far past my expectations of what I expected from him. I mean, he has, I think, three or four goals and 10 assists. He's just a set piece maestro. Like it's it's unbelievable. Best in the Prem? Question mark? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the only person who maybe would argue that would be Keegan. Trent Alexander-Arnold will argue that. But, um, I mean, he had a, a, set piece, a set piece today where he just ripped one top left. Um, goalkeeper had, was forced to make a save. And I don't know if you guys can hear this in the background. Can you hear my laundry machine just going nuts? No, I don't. 
All right, that's good. Um, but he had a set piece today where he belted one top left, goalkeeper forced to make a save. And I didn't realize he's a goal away from tying uh, David Beckham for most Premier League um, free kick goals. That's so I guess he is the best. You know, you could have maybe flipped that into trivia and we could have gone off the <laughs> rail on that, but whatever. Um, so you brought in some players. West Ham's looking good this season. Uh, I think they're maybe going to finish at, in my opinion, eight, eight to 10 range would be pretty good for them. Uh, if they do a little bit better than that, so be it. God, wouldn't that be hilarious if they win the Europa and they instantly flip into the Champions League and they take that like fifth possible prem spot from my Tottenham Hotspurs. I would be so pissed at that, but that's near here nor there. And that's not put in the universe. Uh, Bruce, not Bruce Bowen, <laughs> Jared Bowen. Is there anyone on the on your team that would bring in as much trade value? I mean, he's in my opinion, he's my favorite. Honestly, there was rumors of Lucas Paqueta to the city at the beginning of the season, and they were talking eighty-five million. And I would that's honestly some money. I would take it. That is some crazy money. Granted, he's a phenomenal player, but Bowen by far has been our best player this season. Um I like him more on the wing than central because Bowen. Yes, Bowen. Yeah, yeah, so right side. Yeah. Recently, they've been lining up with Paquetta on the left, Bowen in the middle, and then Kudus on the right. And then sometimes they would change that and put Kudus in the middle and Bowen on the right. I think we are personally in need of a serious number nine, which I think they're going to go for in January. I have a couple people in mind, but. It's it's a lot, it's a, a lot asking. Yeah. No, Jake, let's hear it. I yeah, want to hear who, who do you who, who, who's on the wish list. Well, let's let's Personally, say the Christmas list. Yeah. Christmas Holiday list season. number yeah. one on the list already written down. Um, hopefully with Alvarez we can get some pull. Santiago Jimenez. Okay. Okay. Could be some like serious that. money, but I know we still have some left over from Rice, and the uh, about thirty million we got for Gianluca Scamacca. Yeah. We still haven't spent that, so hopefully him. Um, which he he plays in the air divisie, if I remember right. Yes. Um, yep. striker, yeah, he's he's Mexico's like number one striker right now, looking really good for Fine Ord. Uh, when like, yeah. the Champions League, are they still in the Champions League? Fine Ord, I want to say, please back me up on this. So. No, I don't Europa? think so. Probably Europa, Europa? yeah, Most okay, Europa. but yeah, he's he's I think he's about to pat, break a record for most goals in the air divisie, I believe. Whether I I, stat like that, <laughs> we'll we'll look to back check that stat. But even if it's not correct, I'm totally yeah. on board. He's just breaking some out, sort of record. Shooting out stats is what I do best. So Jake, if you're right there <laughs> with me, we can just uh, overload Keegs. Another one would be uh, Solanke from Bournemouth. Um, obviously, he he killed United yesterday, so I would love him. Yeah. Um, Liber- former Liverpool just, boy. Yeah. So those are some of the guys that are just on my list of true number nines. I don't think Antonio's got the legs anymore to do it. Ings, no. don't even get me started with Danny Ings. Is he still on your team? No, he's yes. not. Yeah. He's got to hang it up, man. I think so. Yeah. But are we talking about his uh, boots or his hair? Which one are we talking about <laughs> hanging up first? His hair is back. His Dude, hair is, is back. He, okay, it's he got back. the plugs. I saw that. Okay. Uh, so I, I like Jimenez. I, I think – I think the other guy you said, uh, what was his name? Uh, Skalanki. Skalanki. I, I like him more just because he's already Premier League proven. 
but I think he would fetch a higher dollar price just for the simple fact that he you'd be taking one of the best players from that team. And mm. granted, I don't think they're going to be up this year. They're going to probably get relegated. So it's probably happening no matter what. So make some magic happen in uh, January and go from there. Keegs, is there anyone that you would take as a Liverpool play uh, supporter that you would take from West Ham that you want? From West Ham? Um, yeah. If we hadn't shirt up our midfield with Soboslai and McAllister, I would be looking very heavily at Kudus. Um, I think Paqueta, like you mentioned, being linked to City early in the year before he Gambling, escaped. right? Before he escaped his gambling, uh, yeah, um, yeah. What what are they doing in Brazil? That's different charges. than Italy to, to get <laughs> to off get of away this, with that. You know? shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they going through his family. Oh yeah, so that's what that's it was. Right. He was a having fall. his family members. So have a fall guy. That's what I do. Yeah. I have my nephews. I'll try and get them on board on this. And yeah, that's yeah. That's why Sk- that's why Skamaka actually or Skamaka actually was sent away. <laughs> <laughs> like get yeah, the fuck out of here now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, have you heard of this app? It's called FanDuel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously Paqueta's up there. um, But for Liverpool specifically, I I don't think Paqueta. I think I would go Kudus. Um, I've been really, really impressed with him this year. And then along with that, um, Konza has been phenomenal. If I remember correctly, he had a bad injury last year after he was starting to get, he was starting to be kind of one of the cemented guys in the back for you guys on your back line um young made some mistakes i remember but also put in some really good performances and this year he's been really good for you guys i mean defensively like look at look at what you guys have done in your past results toby i know you mentioned um i think you've won three of your last five um two losses one of them was a 1-0 loss to uh liverpool um or uh, i'm sorry that was a 4-3 loss to liverpool with a late winner a 1-0 loss to United in a stoppage time winner. So, I mean, defensively, what you guys have done is really, really impressive. Um, and I, I just think overall that back line's been really strong. Diego Carlos and Pau Torres. I think Pau Torres is a phenomenal guy to to have back there as an anchor. 26, um, athletic, can do a lot of things on and off the ball. Um, but for me, particularly, if, if Liverpool were to go after anybody on your guys' squad, I would want kudos. Uh, the flu game is that what was going on this today with West Ham? I guess that's the the reports from Sky Sports is that like they're being ravished right now through an illness, based yeah, on. Is- I'm assuming you guys talked to Richarlison at Tottenham and everyone got <laughs> sick from him, is what I'm assuming. I suppose. I know Alvarez didn't play today because he was sick. Um, besides that, I think that's the only... So I, I have this. Give me one second. So David Ornstein. Ornstein, yeah. from uh, I think he's from Sky Sports. He does stuff for NBC Sports. Said West Ham build up to Fulham loss disrupted by sickness. This is all his tweet, by the way. Uh, by sickness bug that swept through camp after Thursday's win at Tottenham. Number of players and staff impacted Emerson, Alvarez, and we already knew about Fornals, while Moyes and others felt unwell as well. So, so yeah, it so makes it sounds- sense on why Cresswell started today. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't think he started a Premier League game all season, so that would that would make the most sense. Yeah. So I guess it was Richarlison. I guess, I guess that's the revenge. 
So I'm I'm not I want to get into all these like questions I asked you, but I'm going to start getting into them. What happened to Noble, uh, your old captain? He retired, and now Did I he, think he's on the board. Straight for, retired. Sam. Yeah. So last year was okay. his last. No, not last year. It would have been before. two years ago. Yeah, because Rice yeah. took over captaincy last year. I remember. So yeah. Which it sucks. We couldn't win the Europa the year he retired. We lost in the semis to yeah. Frankfurt, um, but we ended up winning Conference League last year. So Jake, is that is it fun having your team in Europa? I mean, I went from like being in Champions League to nothing. So I mean, we were in yeah. the Europa Conference for like a, a glass of water, pretty much. But is it fun being in the Europa League, playing on Thursdays? It's or is it's it kind of a cluster to your schedule? It's something and, new, I would say. Um, so I started supporting West Ham and I would say probably 2013. Um, there's a whole backstory to that, but I won't get into it. I, um, <laughs> I love green street hooligans. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> well, I, I FIFA 13 was the first FIFA I really played. And I was just going through random premier league teams. That wasn't like, you know, the top six picked West Ham and I was just throwing balls into the box and Andy Carroll would just flying into the net like it, it had to be andy carroll and that's what it was and it. that's i was synced after that but no it. it's definitely andy something carroll! new i don't even <laughs> i forget he plays somewhere still and i'm like jesus yeah he's dude he's still there. out there yeah uh Bour- yeah. bournemouth or where where the fuck is he i think he's in league two honestly is he andy carroll yeah yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure yeah uh by the way i just realized i got completely crisscrossed with my whole um our, our whole outline here. And oh, I was yeah, talking, dude. I was been, talking Villa's defense. No, Villa's. You, talk, you, you shouted out Pau Torres, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he. I shouted out their entire back line and their most recent results. But anyway, we'll continue. Oh, my God. Carroll, 2013. Carol, he has yeah, legit chops. Is he at like Coventry or like, some shit? Uh, Amins, A M I E N S. Striker League Two Club, Amins. Okay. Yeah, so he is 34 and years you just, old. You knew it was him because he had the long hair. Oh, yeah. And he was like no six foot three, six foot four, and he would just slam the ball into the back of the net, no matter who was playing defense. So he was uh he was like Walmart brand Zlatan. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. Actually. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. I can West see West Brom. West Brom and Redding. That's who he was with before he yeah. went to Emmy's. He was one crack pipe away from shaving his head and just having <laughs> head head tattoos like one away. Like that was he it. scored a couple a couple scorpion kicks that I remember and they were electric. <laughs> he so. can score some goals, man. He can score some goals back. That's in a the true day. number nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 He was something. Uh do you do you guys want to just switch gears and go right into Villa since Keegan's already Yeah, yeah we might as well since so I already started. started. Yeah. I mean, I guess these four, per- four percenters are affecting me more than the eight percenters <laughs> typically, Toby. Yeah. That I might be you. what's happening. Uh, I was just going to say, I think Jake's just giving off this vibe of energy that we're both feeding off of right now. Um, <laughs> club record 15 consecutive home Premier League victories, Villa. Uh, City did it in 2017 with 18. Uh, who else has done it with 18? That's our trivia for the day. I'm going to guess. 18 consecutive home victories. I'm going to guess Liverpool. Even though I, I, my mind wants to say United, but my heart says Liverpool. I was going to say United. Uh, you guys are right with Liverpool, not United. So, yeah, Liverpool <laughs> back in 19 and 20 
uh, they, that's why you trust your heart. Yeah. They equal the <laughs> cities from the year and a half before that. So, so Villa have Brentford. That's a Sheffield win. United. That's a win. And man United in their next that's, three. That's a win. Nine, nine straight points for them. So are, are they going to, and then they have Burnley. So are they going to break that record? Yeah. I, I truly think they will. Yeah. All right. Toby says, yeah. What do you think, Jake? This team, and I think Toby said it earlier, is giving me such 2016 Leicester vibes. It's insane. I would not be surprised if they go on to win the league. Wow. I want to believe that. I want to believe that. As a neutral, as a Liverpool fan, I want to see us continue to see it out and uh, finish finish the season at the top of the table. But I was going to say, yeah, you're number one right now. I've had too many bad takes on this pod to believe in Aston Villa right now. And I, part of me wants to. Unai Emery's been amazing with them. Their back line, which I shouted out is West Ham's back line five minutes ago, <laughs> has been phenomenal. <laughs> Um, in the middle of the pitch, I think players like I think Yuri Tielemann has really started to settle in. I think Leon Bailey finally that, has has started to perform for them. I think that yeah. they're really hitting their peak. But Toby, we've been doing this pod now for three years, and the one thing that we've hit at more than anything is depth. And just we're, we're not even at Christmas yet, and and I just don't know if they've got the depth where. If a player goes down in the middle of the pitch, a player goes down in their attack, if they're going to be able to continue to see out these results, because they're seeing out marginal results, you know, a 1-0 yeah. win over, over United. If you don't, it, all it takes is one player out of that starting 11 where you're not seeing out that win anymore. I mean, that's how cutthroat the prem is right now. We discussed the top 10. So I, I, I just, I can't buy into them winning it. I would love to see them finish in the top four. Um, but I, to me, they're, they're an injury or two, God forbid, away from not even making the top four in my eyes. Uh, Tottenham, Newcastle, some, I mean, KDB, if you count him as five players, City would be on this list. Uh, yeah. Liverpool's on this list of injury, just so much of it happening for these clubs. Um, I'm not saying it's, it's not everywhere it is. But I think those teams I just listed off in the top 10 are the worst of them. Yeah. So with that, you know, you get a West Ham, a Fulham, a Brighton, or a Villa. And if you get more than three injuries to their starting 11, I think they're going to instantly dip because they don't have that secondary group, per se. I think Villa's close. I think West Ham's pretty far away. Same with Brighton, I think, is pretty far away. But why I'm bringing this up is because I think that's honestly a reason why the Spurs, my Spurs are doing okay right now is because they don't have any midweek games, you know, unless it's the Prem right now, whereas yeah. West Ham, Villa, and Brighton all do. And, like, that's something, like, West Ham, Moisey were talking about, he's been there for a while. But, like, Deserby and even Eddie Howe at Newcastle, like, what's he going to do on Wednesday? when he has to get points with AC Milan, I forget, are they playing at AC Milan? I can't even remember. I want to, I, I want to say they are at, at uh, in Italy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. At the Sincero. So like, how do you judge that? Like right. I, I, they, there was guys going down looking like they had hamstring injuries, but they were still playing through them today against Tottenham. Like, how do you, how do you judge and how do you learn to manage that without actually going through it 
you know, going through the fire and losing or winning. And I mean, it's going to be nervy times for these clubs because uh, like what I was, we were saying, this is what the second year, third year in a row, Newcastle's been, or excuse me, not Newcastle, but West Ham's been playing midweek games. Yep. First year for Villa, first year for Newcastle. You know, Newcastle went from not playing at all to playing Champions League, you know, right then and there. So that's why they've been spending so much in the January, even in the January transfer window. So I think, I mean, it's going to be so awesome over the next four weeks to see what happens in the prem and then see what people spend in the prem. Cause I think it's going to be some, what we were talking about earlier at this season, stupid money. Usually people don't spend in the January transfer window. I think there's going to be some spending going on because you make so much money being in these other offshoot conference tournaments and whatnot. Especially off the back of last year's world cup being in December, we talked about how that was going to affect the the January window and it did in a uh, major, major way. And I think that that's going to continue into this year, especially like you mentioned, Toby, just with the crazy amount of matches these teams are playing. I think, I think teams have to spend money in the January window now. And, to keep up. and Asia and Africa overlap right now that uh, in January, most of those club or most of those players that are part of those uh, countries in those continents are going to their own yep. Asian games and their own African games, which are like at most, I want to say three to five weeks. I can't remember the exact timeline, but if you're on a good team, like you're most likely going to be without your player for three plus weeks, which is absurd know? by the way. I mean, that, that's an absurd scheduling no, it is. But at the same time, Keegan, it's kind of like the Olympics and the NHL. Like right now, NHL players cannot play for their own country because of that. Yeah. And so I don't know, like, do you do you want your cake and not be able to eat it? Or, you know, I, whatever that saying goes, have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying like, like, I mean, we're going to be without like Sar, Basumo, uh Sonny, yeah, all like they're all going to be gone, and I'm assuming there's quite a few African players. I don't think there's well, Endo, so there's an Asian player as well for Liverpool, and same with West Ham. So it's like it's it's stupid, and it's never going to get better. I think scheduling games is always going to be crazy. All these players are going to be used to playing forty plus games a season. I feel like, or forty plus games a year. Yeah, yeah, cash grab, cash grab, cash grab. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, Villa look amazing. It's just, I've, I really want them to do well. I want them to finish in the top four. I've just had so many bad takes where I'm like, this team looks good right now. Yeah. They're going to keep going. And then it's like, oh, two injuries the following week. And I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to put that jinx on them. But G- Jake, your uh, VAR uh, knowledge was that a handball by uh, Keegan's boy, Kai Havertz? He's he's owned them too, by the way, Jake. So that's why I'm saying Keegan's boy, Kai Havertz, <laughs> for the Villa match. <laughs> was that was it a handball? I think so. Yeah, I think I it was. So. I was thinking. I was thinking it was two or three handballs, and he scored the goal, so that instantly mm. made it a moot point. And what I, why I brought this up is because Arsenal Arteta had a second like post game spew on just complaining about VAR and a bad, and like, is it a bad look for him to continually berate the officials after a game? Or is that like something you're okay with as long as the team's performing well? I feel like it's so common now that managers are just berating the referees and blaming losses. Sometimes, yes, they get it very, very wrong. But I feel like after 
every match I'm seeing at least once or twice a weekend, a manager berating the VAR or the referee staff. Um, I think it's, it's just putting too much blame on something out of your control. When there's other points of the match that you could possibly be playing better, you know, instead of just pushing the blame off somewhere else, you know? Yeah. No, it's a, sense. it's a, it's a weird, that's always something that like fascinates me um, because you hear like pundits and players and managers talk about like defending their players and stuff like that. But yeah, I agree with you where it, it does feel like it's kind of pushing things off onto the referees instead of like, it's, it's not even having your players back at this point. It is strictly about the refereeing. Um, and I even think Klopp has, has been at the forefront of that, of just, bitching and moaning constantly and sometimes it's at the point now where when he has a good point people are like yeah fuck this guy he just he's just bitching a bitch and it's like dude you've dug yourself that grave where even now when you make fair and and valid points you've put yourself in this position where no one takes your um complaints with the referees seriously no because it's just become redundant and arteta may be heading that way yeah uh, West Ham. What are their third third kits? Do you know, are they still um, white with orange? No, so they're actually blue. Mm. Um, the theme around them was around the around the seas. Um, it was kind of a promo, just showing all the fans around the world. Um, I know there's a group of St. Louis guys that were in the video that they did the release with. So that oh, was that's dope. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I don't mind them. I really like our all white jerseys, though. I feel like all white is really clean. Yeah. So I, I want to bring this back up, but real quickly, Jake, you're in St. Louis, right? Yeah. Uh, so is there a West Ham, like a Hammers bar that you can frequent and the game will be on? Or is it kind of yeah. for all? Um, Keegan would know Amsterdam. They always go to Amsterdam. Tavern. Okay. They're on there. New okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I frequently go out there. I mean, we were there for the World Cup, I think, was it in 2018? Mm-hmm. Eight in the morning. You know Mexico versus Brazil, and there's like a thousand people in the bar on a Monday morning. It was perfect, insane. right? But it's, a, it's an awesome place, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the probably my favorite soccer bar um, that I've ever been to. I like it. Time. And now wow. that we have the MLS, they're opening everywhere now. Yeah, there's a, there's like three or four or five now that are purely what, soccer bars. Went to the last game of STLSC, uh, their last home game, and the atmosphere phenomenal. Uh, I was kind of annoyed that they stood the entire game, but I was I got over that very quickly. Um, had awesome Korean food. There was some like Vietnamese food, Filipino. Like they had, it was like food trucks galore out there. Like, yeah, awesome. You need to go. You have to go to their stadium. It's state of the art. It's, it has an app. You can do like pretty much uh, contact free ordering on all the food at every concession. It's cool. Yeah, I went yeah, to same- two games this year and yeah. i definitely understand what you were saying with the whole standing it almost seems like trying too hard to be european you know mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like its own thing um and yeah that is just my my thoughts on that i i agree though with the standing it was a little yeah. bit weird you get a little bit of that in general in the mls i feel like yeah. just just trying a little too hard instead of letting it be natural but i am happy at least you know there is 
continued support and it, it does yeah. feel like there's a buzz being generated around the league and yeah and it's growing um and especially in st louis i only got to i went to the stadium once this year but it was for siue versus uh slu actually mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, other results i mean uh, toby do you want to i know we touched on it lightly but do you want to go any further into tottenham 4-1 w over uh newcastle I'm- I mean, we can get into it real quickly, Keegan. I mean, Son is world-class, all-time club assist leader as of today. Two assists. Uh, looked phenomenal. Uh, Saar, healthy and phenomenal looking as well. Udogi got his first goal uh, for Spurs. Italian international. Love him. Uh, Kulusevsky, don't know what happened to him, but uh, looked dope as shit in that uh, human Son-looking mask that he was wearing. Uh yeah, don't I, I have no idea what happened to his face, but he was wearing a mask, looked awesome, played really well. Uh, ben Davies has become world class at that center back position. I don't know how. I've he's literally him and Eric Dyer have literally been the death of me for seven straight years. Like <laughs> the death of me. And for some reason, he's looking really good right now. His passing's phenomenal. Romero. Probably should have had a red card. <laughs> Didn't get a red card. That's a win in my book. That makes us actually win 5-1, not 4-1, based on that. Uh, Pedro MF and Poro, dude. Guy looks like a proper top right back in the Prem. Uh, yeah. you, you, Jake, you want to hear some stats? SofaScore, I, I even got a link for it. SofaScore rated him as a 7.51 which is the highest rating for any defender in the Premier League. Based on matches played, he is the best defender in the Premier League uh, for offensive and defensive performance. And, I mean, I could be mistaken. This is another fact I'm going to throw out there for you, Jake. But uh, Jeremy Doku, I want to say, only had one dribble by on him uh, midweek against City. Uh, So, yeah, so we got all that going on. Richie had two goals, uh, three on the season. Um, everyone was hating on Richarlison about his goal scoring prowls not being anything, but here's where we're at right now. How many goals does uh, your boy Hoyland have at Man United this season in the Prem? Two, that would be zero. Oh, god, how Two many? Champions League? Uh, he has like four or five in Champions League, okay. Uh, I think I think this is all going on. Keeps we coined him the perfect Champions League striker. Is how he describes. He really him. is. He really is. He's uh, baby what, Holland. What about two Brazilians? Martinelli at Arsenal. How many do you think he has? And what about Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal? How many goals do you think he has on the season in the Prem? I'm gonna say Martinelli one, and I'm gonna say Jesus zero. They both have two goals, okay. along with Marcus Rashford. Two goals. Not surprising. Yeah. yeah, but Richarlison has three. So that's all I'm saying. Everyone get off his back right now. Uh, Only one of those players is a striker that you – I actually know Jesus is. Jesus, Jesus is, is, yeah, and they're kind of winger strikers. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, and the only other thing I'll bring up about this whole game, uh, Tottenham, I mean, we're so wishy-washy right now. I don't really know what to think. Our defense is – I still think it's not good. I think we're yeah. so offensive-minded without actually crossing and scoring goals. Uh, that we need to figure that out. But I think we're so offensive-minded right now and our, the way our wingbacks pick up in the pockets, you know, at times above even our forwards, um, I think it's a work in progress on figuring out what our defense is. But we're 
so vulnerable on counterattacks, and we're so vulnerable every time we turn the ball over, which we have a lot of guys on defense who love to turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, the only – I mean, it's our first PK of the season, no Harry Kane. I, I was honestly nervous for Hingman Son. He takes him for his country. He's been taking them for a long time, and he sunk it bottom left to, to give him two assists and a goal. Uh, I think that's a 9.1 rating, by the way. Um, but I I was happy to see that. That would be about all. I, I think Spurs are work in progress. I could see us losing next weekend and then winning. I think we play Nottingham Forest, I want to say, Friday. I could see us actually losing that game <laughs> and, then, and then, like, winning against Liverpool or whoever we got coming up <laughs> after that. But, I think you got to be happy with the way Los Celso's been playing, though. I mean, obviously, Madison being out is a huge, huge hole. Yeah. And I, I think that he's played really well. A couple of goals. I think he's looked good in the middle of the pitch, maintaining possession yep. and, and seaming things together. I yeah. think that he's come on really well. So so they did not start him today. He came on and looked good for like 30 minutes, but they pretty much played uh, Sar, and then they also played Basumo. And but then they actually had Kulisevsky not play on the wings. He actually played like a false nine, kind of a 10 floating. Super creative. And he looked he looks really good. Uh and I cannot stress everyone can thinks just by looking at him that he's like 28, 29. He's younger than Phil Foden, and I want to say he's about the same age as Saka. At Arsenal. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, he's still young as shit. He's like 22, 23. He, look, so. he looks so comfortable on the ball always. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy to see a player come from Serie A and adapt in the Prem really well because yeah. typically that does not happen. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I've I've been bought in on him since basically, uh, I mean, that first goal he scored against, I think it was City. He scored in his first appearance for Tottenham um there's first start for Tottenham and he's just looks so comfortable always yeah. on the ball he's he's very composed um yeah give me and he's got I was gonna say he's got the best song the best song yeah easily hands down hands down who um, I absolutely love on Tottenham and neither of you guys mentioned him Brennan Johnson every time one. I watch him he's so progressive with the ball at his feet I mean he he, he didn't score today but I think he could have had a goal or two he, he yeah, had one off the post clip the post yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. he's i remember watching him last year he was at forest last year if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. the first game they won back in the prem was against west ham i think it was week two and i was like man if there was one guy i could have off this team it'd be brennan johnson he is just incredibly underrated at it with the ball at his feet he's so progressive with it it's incredible i love watching it Fast, fast as hell too. Yeah, um, both he plays both left and right for Tottenham. Yeah. He's done both. Yeah, that's a great show. Along with Lo Celso, he's a guy who stepped up a ton um, with yeah. their injuries and and like you said, Toby, with uh, Kulusevski moving into a more central position. Johnson got a lot of action on the right side today, and he did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, we don't have much else other than, well, actually, I want to jump into um, Everton-Chelsea. I've got a couple of questions here. So Everton beat Chelsea 2-0. Um, God damn, Everton won. Man, they, dude, they've been playing well. <laughs> dude, they've been playing out really Sean well. Deitch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sean Dyche has them purring. They, they've been uh, playing really well. How would he say just purring? He's got them developed differently than I've ever seen a Dyche team. Like, yeah. They're uh, they're pressing high. 
they're winning the ball in the middle of the pitch and then they're eating on the sides. If, if Jack Harrison could dribble past his opponent one V one, which he could not do today. Granted, I forget who was playing against Kukurea maybe. And Kukurea is kind of like helter skelter, but if he could beat his guy one V one do this team. Yeah. Everton's got something going for him right now. I know they're in great form, but I think they're out of relegation now too, after today's win, after the 10 point. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. They literally said, give me the 10 point deduction. We're going to (laughs) go. We're going to prove to you. Luton town and Bournemouth do not belong here. I mean, that's the cool thing too, is, is like how much the club have rallied around the supporters have rallied around that, like, like taking a punch on the chin and just being like, yeah, all right. Give me 15 more. We ate that one and we're going to come back. Oh, they, I, like, they ate all 15 of those minus the Garnacho. Uh, well, besides that, yeah. yeah. Besides of, that. Course, of course, they come out fired up and, and the goal of the year gets scored on them. That's that's really sad. That's very Everton. But, um, that is so, so Everton. I mean, currently they're at, at 13 points. Chelsea, who they beat today, is at 19 points. I'm going to pose a question here. So, there's rumors that Everton they're they're currently appealing against their FFP punishment. Um, they could be granted some points back. It sounds like potentially whether that's a point, whether that's five what points, whether like, that's nine points. What is this like? Uh, uh, Peter or not Peter Pan? But uh, is this like some dude like going to town, like just asking, like, "Oh, please give me give me more of your points," like? Like what? Rob- Spend some points for I'm thinking, Yeah, I'm thinking of Robin Hood. That's what I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> like, like the Fox no, 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 Robin no. Hood. He's like, give I me have a crumble, a- please. <laughs> I have a question. You know, with that in mind, that they could potentially get some points back. They're at 13 right now. Chelsea are at 19. Do either of you see Everton finishing above Chelsea in the Premier League table this year? Jake, uh, I'll let you take this one away because I'm going to be real out there. So don't even don't even worry about my my opinion. Um, personally, no. I think Chelsea eventually finds some form. Um, I know they have a couple injuries, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, quite a few actually. So I I just don't see it happening. Chelsea just they're, they're, they have too much depth in their team. That they like we were talking about earlier, they can get through those tough spots where we're playing three games in six days, you know. Yeah. So, Kings, will you pull up Everton's next five games? I got Chelsea's in front of me. Everton have Burnley, Tottenham. This is Chelsea, or uh, no? This is this is Everton. Burnley, Tottenham, Manchester City. Wolves and oh. the fifth is Aston Villa. That's a pretty tough next that, five. That is a very tough next five, and I don't think they'll get more than probably two points out of that. What's Chelsea got? Uh, I think they beat Burnley, so they got three, I think. Okay, so Chelsea have this Saturday, they have Sheffield United, and then they go on a run of Newcastle, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Luton Town. So yeah, they're they're in the driver's seat on most of those games. I disagree. I think they maybe beat Luton Town. Okay. 
And probably That's Palace, it. actually. I don't think Palace have looked that good lately, despite uh, barely getting away from them. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know if it's at oh excuse me. Uh, the Newcastle game is actually Carabao Cup game in a week and okay. a half. Okay. So but yeah, I, I I mean I if they get the points given back to them, I think it's gonna be pretty close, honestly. No. But I no, I do not see that. Uh Everton, I think, is playing out of their minds. How many more banger goals can you get from freaking Dan McNeil? <laughs> Uh, that's what Sean Dyche stays up at night wondering as well. So it's like, I, yeah, I, I don't see much happening with Everton, honestly. I, uh, I really like where they're at right now, but I agree. I mean, Chelsea have so much talent. It feels like it's only a matter of time until they figure it out. The one thing that I think could stir it up is they continue this poor run of form long enough where ownership gives up on Potch. And they just go through that manager carousel again where they bring in another manager and then they sign five more players for whatever reason in the January window, even though the most talented player on in their squad hasn't even come back from injury yet, hasn't even made an appearance for them in, in Kunku. Um, I, I just I, I feel like they completely flipped their talent pool on its head. And have never, and they've done it a couple times over the last couple of years where you go and sign Kai Havertz, who's, you know, looks to be a generational midfielder from Leverkusen. Dude. And he, he's, oh, playing, yeah. he's, he's surrounded by a, a different starting 11 every day. I'm going to get on my Kai Havertz soapbox here. He's surrounded by a different starting 11 every match he plays. He's playing on the wing. He's playing central. He's playing on the other wing. And I, I, I feel like if they were to let go of Potch this year, if they keep playing poorly, that's the only case that I can see Everton finishing above them. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the lineups right now. Uh, so Broja, or Broja, whatever, the Armenian, usually doesn't start for them. He started up top. Cole Palmer has been starting for them. Uh, Fernandez has been starting for them. And Mudrich has not been either. So I would put him not on that number. Uh, Casado has been coming off the bench the last two weeks, I want to say. And Connor Gallagher has been starting for them. Reese James got subbed off injured. He was their uh, their captain. Uh, Desasi and then Betty Ashili. I don't know who that is. Betty Shelley, and then, yeah. And then uh, Kukurea. So they, in essence, played four or five new guys this week they started compared to who they played midweek against what uh, Manchester United, I think, when they 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 took points from United. So that's what they do. That's what Chelsea so, does. Yeah, I was gonna say Chelsea is at twelfth is exactly where they belong in my books, and I would not put them any higher than that. Um, they are such a shit show. I just cannot divert my eyes. I really can't, and I love it. I hope it stays like that. I don't only really hope it stays like that. Just like West Ham picking up some like strange from the Tottenham arena. I expect, I expect that Chelsea is going to give off this like weird vibe to Manchester United and have them be a shit show too. I want both of them to just (laughs) not even sink. I want them to burn and sink at the same time. Like I want them to do everything. Like I cannot wait for all this. This is the best season I've, I can remember in the longest time for (laughs) not just because Tottenham's so good and bad at the same time, but dude, there's so much parody. The teams yeah. that have been good for years past are not that great this year. And what's craziest about Chelsea, dude, they spend a shit ton of money. They have the 
best, the cream of the creme of most things. And there's they can't put it together. You yeah. know, they just can't. And that's what's hilarious. And that's why I love it. And I I, I want more of it, honestly. Jake, <laughs> please agree with me. You're my stat guy with me. We're in this together, right? So sort of. I think I, I agree with like, God damn, where Jake. they're at. Um, I just think their problem is they signed too many young players. They have no experience. Yeah. Outside of Thiago I mean, Silva, they got Thiago Silva. Maybe if you count Raheem Sterling, he's still young though, yeah. relatively. Um, but Cole Palmer, he's a stud, so I wouldn't really count him. Yeah. But like Madueke doesn't have very much Premier League experience. Players like that, Brohad never really sniffed the squad until this year. He was rumored yeah. to West Ham at one point, so he never really sniffed the squad till this year. And I think the injuries are just killing them yeah. in the midfield, especially. Um, Enzo never shaping to what they thought he was going to be. Um, Connor Gallagher the same way. Just it's Mudrick like as well. Jake, I just feel like they're too young to shape into that. So together, I, I get the age, and I I agree with you on some of that. But do you think some of it also has to do with the fact that they loan out a good portion of their players? And there's something to be said. Like I get it for one or two years, you do that, but if you keep a guy out for four plus years, uh, shout out my boy. Uh, this is my like fifth shout out of the, of the day. I love it. Uh, Ross Barkley, Luton town. Uh, he's been loaned everywhere, you know, like literally everywhere for Chelsea. I think was that same way. He was loaned out to three or four different teams. Yeah. Three over or four like different leagues. Six year player. Like how can you yeah. have any consistency as a growing human to be out of, I mean, think of it, not even in a, footballing perspective but think of it just from a work perspective like every year to two years you're flipping you have no attachment to your club either exactly yeah you're literally individual that's i that's i think it's a an upper management thing luckily for them they have a ton of money to throw at that and figure it out but yeah i chelsea chelsea's a dumpster fire and i love it because i hate chelsea i wish arsenal was right up there with them but they're not so well, boys, we're approaching an hour here. Uh, yeah. I really don't have anything for cheers and booze, to be honest. Uh, but I got a few belters. Do you guys have any booze, cheers? I I have a few talking points. Jake, do you have any belters? This is We usually do a boo cheer, belter kind of thing. But uh, I just did belters. I have a few talking points. What do you got, Jake? Uh, well, cheers to Columbus Crew. I mean, they won the MLS Cup. Beat LAFC. I think we're pretty much favorites in yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Darlington Nagby, right? Four, yeah. four, four times, I think. Yeah. He's still relatively young, I believe. I want to say, yeah. To admit, I, I think say he high won. 20s. Yeah, high 20s. So yeah. congrats to them, MLS Cup champions. Love it. Over a, a, over a LAFC, who, in my opinion, are the Chelsea of the MLS, just by <laughs> expensive players. And uh, yeah, yeah. So here's to them. Uh, two things. One, this is more proposal. Keegs, 2024 Copa America scheduling came out July 1st. USA play in Kansas City against our guy Darwin Nunez and, and Uruguay. All right, we're there. I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Like we're I'll, live streaming go. the whole I'll the go. whole match. Yep. I'll do that. You look, uh, they just keep showing and they show you screening over to me and I 
one article of clothing every 10 minutes is coming off. <laughs> July, July 1st in Kansas City, are you kidding me? It's going to be like 104 degrees there. It's going to yeah. be miserable. Chest hair is going to be sweating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So, but that's 2024 Copa. Uh, Jake, player of the month for November in the Prem at a center back position, rating 86, our guy, Keeks, Harry Maguire. Harry. EPL player of the month. Have we worked towards this? Have we done anything <laughs> to try try and alleviate <laughs> our need for Harry Maguire? We really did show him some sympathy at the beginning of the year, didn't we? And yeah, uh, yeah I guess it was deserved. Question mark. I mean, Ten Hog Manager of the Month. I don't. I don't know what they're paying the Prem to, to <laughs> fucking produce this, but well, they didn't because they gave it the to propaganda is wild. <laughs> Yeah, no, it should have been McTominay. I'm just he's the best real? player. He's yeah. the best player on he's, their team right now. He's, by, he's far. by far the most important player on their team right now. He's a defensive uh, mid who's scoring all of their goals. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of United, sorry if you were gonna keep going. Um, I seen this on a clip the other day. Who would you guys, if you're England manager, have as your left wing option starting game one of the Euros 2024? Left wing? Yeah. So we got Grealish, Rashford. Stock is going to play on the right. You could maybe do um, Sterling on the left as well. Yeah. Could you I switch? don't think Rashford has been in the form. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely not. No. I'm just throwing out general options like and, players that they have. And Jake, I'm not going to lie, but I don't think England, I don't think Southgate's going to use that logic when he's picking up his <laughs> roster. He's just going exactly. to go YOLO and just instantly go Rashford. Uh, no, that's I think that's their deepest position, which is kind of sad, but it's the same because uh, they have them. They could maybe even do Jared Bowen if they switched him to the left side. Uh, Saka's never leaving that right side, and Harry's no. never leaving the center. Um, for so for who, me, go ahead, Toby. Sorry. No, I was gonna say so. It's it's who sits behind Harry, and then who sits to the left of Harry. Uh. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. I don't. I I think I would go Sterling here, um, because I'm I'm not taking Rashford and even Graylish. He's I know he scored a goal, um, this past week, but I mean it was a tap in. It was a ball that got through and and he tapped it in. Sterling's and, Sterling's not even starting for Chelsea at the moment, and he I don't think he got called up last time. Which is absurd to me because in that little run where Chelsea were actually winning some matches for a, a few matches in a row, he was willing them to win those matches. Yeah. He he was by far the best player on the pitch for them with a Cole Palmer directly behind him. Yeah, with yeah. his little T-Rex arms. Um, <laughs> and I just think his his experience supersedes at, at the at the international level, supersedes Graylish and, and Rashford where I think it's got to be him. Um, I think if you're forced to play somebody out there out of position, I think Bowen could be an option. I think Phil Foden could be an option. Um, but to me, I, I think it's Sterling. What about you, Jake? Who do you like? You got to like take into the fact that obviously Harry Kane is going to be in the middle, and he likes to come back and play the ball forward. Mm -hmm. So like you said, I would go Sterling because I know Curling, Sterling likes to cut in to the box. So I would I would go Sterling. Yeah. I I don't think this would happen, but 
if Southgate asked Harry Kane who he wanted to play with, I bet he says Sterling as well. Yeah. Over Jack Graylish or anyone else. Same generation of players yeah. age-wise. I, I think that's fair. Yep. Um, I, I do actually have a cheer. Uh, cheers to Mo Salah, 200th Liverpool goal scored yesterday. Okay. That's Mo, not Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Mo, Mohamed yep. Salah, the Egyptian yep. king. Yeah, uh, that is actually pretty impressive. Uh, Liverpool, that's that's some history. That's like Boston Celtics history. So, little trivia: um, top Liverpool goal scorer of all time. Go, Kenny Dalglish. Toby, Gerard. No, God, no. I was gonna. I know he's assist leader, but still, I don't know. <laughs> Ian Rush, three hundred sixty-four mm, goals. Never would have guessed that. Which is like crazy tally. Crazy tally. Uh, did you guys see Harry Wilson at Fulham? I think it was their third or fourth goal today. Just yeah. moon rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into belters. Yeah, is that's that yours? My, that's my belter. Yeah. yeah, thing of art. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just left foot, just whipped it in top left corner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jake, any belters from you? Mine, unfortunately, Toby has to be the great goal. Um, James Ward-Prowse loves an assist, so he decided to assist himself against Tottenham for the second goal. Off the post and in. Mm, he wanted to get yeah. an assist for himself and a goal, so that's my <laughs> that's my belter of the week. Remember that. Yeah. Mm, um, great, great, great. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple. Um, so kind of similar. I'll go kind of similar to Harry Wilson's. Uh, James McAtee, Man City Academy boy who's on loan at Sheffield United. Very similar goal. Outside the box on the right, bent it into the top left corner with his left foot. Um, that was a phenomenal goal. And just because I'm a homer, Harvey Elliott's winner in stoppage as well. Really well struck ball. Actually, I have a second. Let's I don't know if there's this – I can't my, my my time frame is a little messed up. I think it was last weekend. What a goal by Pulisic from the ball from Mike Magnan. Oh the perfect the perfect touch, the perfect finish. That was the perfect ball from Mike. Big Mike. Yeah. Big Mike. Wait, 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 Magnan Jake, Jake. Do you want to go another half hour? Talk some Syria. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had a Fiorentina Roma today and uh two red cards for Roma, including our dude, big Big uh, Lukaku. So big, big Ron, Ron, man. Yeah. Took one up. Yeah. Uh, that Atlanta AC Milan game was awesome yesterday. And then Friday, Juve Napoli. Uh, I had it streaming in the boonies, just spreading the good word to Syria, just baptizing people in Napoli. You know, they're like, who's this? Uh, Kav- 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 Kav-? I'm like, dude, you sound like me, Kavanish Gelia. Like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So, and they took the L. Uh, yeah, so that's too bad. They did. <laughs> it, what is he rated right now, Jake? Because you're a big, uh, uh, you're big. Uh, I call him Kvar. Kvar, uh, eighty six. Yeah, yeah. eighty six. Man, Donut. he got a big jump. He got a big jump Was from he like, like seventy seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah. five star, five star too. Jake, five Jake, I'm rocking five star skills. Ooh. I like that. Wow. I'm rocking yeah. uh, the Nintendo Switch, which is pretty much like running on a small ass computer. Like it's like the worst way to play to play FIFA, mm-hmm. but that's what I've been doing. I've been just grinding out 
grinding out victories in the you know the Chinese Super League. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> but me and you got uh, Fellaini playing in the middle. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna name drop him. <laughs> yeah, dude, he still cooks. And his like we were saying, Jake, about the uh, Andy, what a uh, Carol. Andy Carol. Same yes. same with him. Like, dude, that dude looks like sideshow Bob and <laughs> on, on the switch. Like, he just looks. Hell wild. yeah. Actually, another cheer. Uh, Fellaini just retired. So cheers to him. Jeez, what a fucking I, legend, man! Did we segue all that right there? <laughs> Is that organic? That was just natural. That was just natural. All natural, it, baby. It's semi-natural, but like I was saying, my my life is like a Spotify <laughs> personalized <laughs> playlist where it's just organic, beautiful. Man. Yeah, it just syncs up. Yeah. Um, I did. Word. I I meant to mention this at the beginning of the pod, but yeah, Jake, you stream on Twitch. We've been wanting a little bit more Ultimate Team content on here. Um, so want to get your thoughts a little bit on the game this year. I know they've added some different um, features in. I know last year they added in like play styles and like body type styles or whatever they call it. Um, and then this year they've got evolutions. So if you wouldn't mind just jumping into some of that, I held out for a little while on buying this year's um, game. And then I eventually you got came. it. So I'm yeah, I'm, I'm still learning and adjusting to some of this. So can you share a little bit? um for some of our listeners yeah so in my opinion overall i think the game is good i don't think they had a choice to not make it good with losing the fifa title um i think it plays a bigger role than what people think especially because people are going to go to the store look for fifa like you know 23 24 now that it's eafc i feel like they are they had to do something to kind of Keep that casual audience. Uh, I would say FIFA was a top. I, I'm just totally shooting from the hip on this. I would say it was a top five, like, like following demographic. You know, it was kind of like uh, Modern Warfare, like one of the like one of the uh, one of the first person shooters or something like that. Where FIFA just had so much going for it, everyone loved it. It was literally just called FIFA. Like, oh, do you play FIFA? What year? It doesn't matter. You play FIFA, and now we can't say that. You have to say EAFC, which is yeah, I still say FIFA. It's like Twitter dirty. being X <laughs> now. I'm like, yeah, I was saw this on Twitter, you know. But okay. yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely, because it, you look at the audience too with FIFA compared to like, I mean, like Call of Duty obviously is a huge game, but like you look at the audience for soccer in general around the world, you know, like in the states, FIFA may not be like the top game i think it's probably still up there but i mean you look yeah. everywhere else in the world people are like yeah I'm and go buy FIFA. and they opened it up a few years ago where it's like men's and women's so it's yeah. like yeah you open up a huge demographic of you know everyone it's yeah yeah just like this i just I, I think with every every game there's that casual audience that just picks up the game for like on sale or christmas so i think losing that title they have to they had to put a good product out. Um, sure. Granted, gameplay, people are always going to complain about it. There's going to be a meta no matter what. So people are just going to abuse that to win games. Um, overall, I think it's good. They added women into Ultimate Team this year, mm-hmm. which is awesome. There's new over like 500, 600 new cards that you can use in Ultimate Team. I've been cooking um, with Beth Mead recently. Beth what Mead, about have, what uh, about the Colombian girl who was so good at the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, dude, Caicedo, like, Linda, Linda Caicedo. Yeah. Man, I don't know what overall she is. She, um, she has to be rated at least an 86, 87, I would assume. I don't think so. 
Yeah, because she didn't pop off until the World Cup, so that's the one issue. of the best. They don't update late, uh, like late, late bloomers like that sometimes. One of the best cards in the game is a left back, Selma Bacha. She's from uh, Olympic Leon's women's team, and they are like the man city yeah. of the world. They just stomp everybody out. She had a card that was upgradable based on their performances, and everyone did the card. Just was everyone was watching Olympic Leon's women's team just just uh, see if they win and see if she got an upgrade but later on. It was it was actually pretty awesome. Them, Arsenal and Barcelona. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to get put on to the women's game from this because they have got some serious ballers. And that's oh, yeah. the cool thing about it, too. It's 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 going to be a draw to the women's game, especially with the evolutions. Mm-hmm. And could you get into the evolutions a little bit? Yeah. So it's probably, in my opinion, I started playing FIFA Ultimate Team in 2014. Um, the best feature they've ever added into the game. So like currently with evolutions, there's certain criteria that you can put a certain player into a certain evolution and they can get upgraded. So the criteria, meaning like it can only be up to a 78 overall, they can only have 80 pace, they can only, or 80 or less, you know, all certain stats they can have. Just so like, like, like a ceiling on a stat kind of? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. But then that, that's they, for their base card or after? Yes. You? Okay. Their okay. base card. So you put that card into that evolution and it upgrades the cards after you do in task. So I see a lot of people like run theme teams because they can get these low rated teams. Like I have a West Ham team. I have a Lucas Paqueta that started off at an 80 overall. He's up to an 85 now with boosted stats and things like that. Just from playing the game, like, you know, getting five assists with them throughout a couple of games things like that. And it's one of the best features they've ever added because it adds more diversity to the game. It seems like with the promo cards that they drop, the higher rated cards, it's just the same players. This adds that effect of you can bring players from, I can upgrade a USA player and make him usable against the top other cards in the game. So it's just something awesome that they added. So you're saying Chris Richards can become good for us at the center back position that Chris Wallace has not been able to tap into. Exactly. There's hope for him. Yeah, that is that is a great feature because I remember like part of what I love about Ultimate Team is sometimes they do track some players really well. Like Usa Mawar, when I got really big on my Usama god, Mawar. you were definitely yeah. how could you I'm not shout this man out that. every episode? Yeah, like they actually paid him some respect, but like players like Eberekiezi, I was waiting on a card forever. Kavika Kvart Skelia, who took the Serie A by storm last year. It took forever for him uh, to get a card. Man of the month, like two of the three first. Yeah, and it, it took yeah. it took him forever to get an upgraded card. Um, he was like a seventy-seven, I want to say, yeah. while being He's like a silver. Yeah, <laughs> and and I I feel like I've waited on players like that for the many years that I've been playing Ultimate Team since like twenty fifteen, and I think this is an awesome feature. So, where yeah, it's like, you love. It, I huh? love. Yeah, like I love this player. I want to upgrade this particular player and fit them into my team um so i, th- I think it's an awesome kind, kind of like a career mode where it's uh like you kind of build your own player and can kind of build up his stats but you you actually bring in the player and his original card correct i've been yeah. posting in the uh foot subreddit for years actually saying that that should be a feature you should be allowed to level your career mode player up to a certain amount like they did with the alex hunter like career, uh, career mode and then all right you've gotten them to 87 
now you can like choose to use them on ultimate team and then you can't level them up anymore. I think so, that would be incredible. So you were TAA Master Blaster 69 on that's the subreddit. That's me. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look Jake, at my recent history. Jake and I have been wondering who the TAA Master Blaster 69 yeah. was. So I'm super happy boy. you found this that's out. Boy. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, we're at a hour 15 here. Any closing notes? Do we got anything else we, we want to get off our chest here? Anything, any pressing news for the viewers? Um, Jake, if you have anything, Oh, uh, real quickly, uh, you were, you shot out, uh, Olympic Leon, uh, that's Lindsay Horan, uh, as a midfielder, starting midfielder mm -hmm. for her, for them, uh, USMNT or US WNT, I should say. She believe is, I, I think she's an 84 in ultimate team. Ooh, really? That's pretty high yeah. for her. That's yeah. That's good for her. Um, Keegs, anything from you? Cause I'm looking up right now, the, uh, schedule for this weekend, uh, to see if there's anything crazy going on. I got nothing. Um, Jake, real quick though, just with, with you, um, we had mentioned you stream on Twitch. If you want to drop any plug there just for the channel or anything, please do so. Yeah. I stream whenever I can with work. It gets tough, but, uh, the Twitch is J herbs TV, J H E R B Z TV. And yeah, I stream when I can, uh, try to make, may not be good content, but I try to make the best content I can. I'm not it the greatest. Is, I've, that's, that's I've literally been our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> we may not I've make the best, in, uh, but we try. <laughs> I've tuned in a handful of times, and it is, it's always good banter in there. And you've usually got um, a handful of folks in the audience as well, which, which adds to it with the chat. You can get going a little bit. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's a good channel. Jake, on Saturday, who do you like, City or Palace? Mm, with City's form recently, I think they're going to come out with a uh, vengeance yeah and pep is really gonna hammer down and they're gonna just smash them i feel like you think the same thing or what yeah definitely yeah. I, I don't what think about, palace uh, played well either what i about did hear the, about holland's injury and i heard it's some people that it's really it doesn't yeah. feel very well on your foot i think he has yeah. a bruised bone on the top of his foot mm. and yeah. they say like even kicking the ball just is Hurts. miserable pain. Yeah. Well, the good thing for them is they've got Julian Alvarez, who's yeah. unbelievable right behind him. Uh, so last game of the day, uh, Burnley, Everton. Who do you guys like? Everton. I'll go Everton, yeah. Okay. Um, Sunday, there's not a lot, but there's a little bit. Uh, Liverpool, Man United, that's a good one. Yeah. Should be. I'm gonna take Liverpool three one there, and I'm gonna knock on wood right now. <laughs> I'm gonna say that'll, Liverpool. That'll be the match that we we lose top of the league, and I'm never gonna hear the end of and, it from our boy Ed. Yeah, your boy just on it. What about you, Jake? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say draw two two. Two two. Okay, but not drop points that. for Liverpool. Uh, the <laughs> earlier game in the day, Arsenal Brighton. You guys. Arsenal or Brighton or uh, push for the draw? I'm really Any... high on Brighton. I'm really high on Brighton. So I'm going to say a draw, 2-2. Okay. Any, like, within the last two years, I'm going Brighton. Um, But they've just, they haven't been themselves this season. And I think Arsenal are desperate for a result. So I, I could see, like, a 2-2 draw or I could see Arsenal 2-1. Okay. Uh, lastly, the only game of note for me in the Serie A this week is uh, 
going to be on Sunday, and it is Lazio playing at Inter. Inter. I think Inter is the best team in Serie A, and I think they're going to win the Scudetto. Think so? Okay. What about you, Jake? Do you do you watch any Serie A? Yeah, I actually love Juve. Okay, Juve fan for a while. Uh, they're kind of my Serie A team. Yeah. So, but I'll still go Inter. I, I think they beat Lazio. Handy. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think Inter is very good. Uh, I also think Juve is very good as well this year. Uh, we just need Moise Keane to, you know, pick up maybe a few more celebrations. <laughs> He's got to pop the goals in first, man. I'm Seems like, I'm seems like him that. and Weston McKennie are just the bestest of friends. Dude, and and Wea. They're all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, love it. Seems like the U.S. is taking over the Serie A. Yeah. Yeah, as best he can, I guess. So, but Keegan, well, uh, you're hearing from me, and I think it's a week from Thursday. I think it's uh, we have the Carabao Cup, West Ham, Liverpool. Yeah. Whoa, that's this week or next week? Next week. Next. So you'll week. be hearing okay. from me that day. We I just knocked out Arsenal, so we are cup merchants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot you've beat Arsenal twice this year. That's that's saying something, honestly. Just yeah. once. Just once. Mm-hmm. We play them on Boxing Day. Yeah, in the league. It's a good, so it's a good that's going to be a fun week. week. Good Boxing Day. We do ribs at the Hinefeld House on Boxing Day, by the way. That's Love a tradition that. we've been doing for two years straight. Boxing Day, nothing but prem. Perfect. Uh, Jake, as always, thank you for uh, – well, I'm saying as always is the first time. But hopefully we you come back on here again. We really appreciate it. Um, Keegs, yeah. any, other, any other thoughts or prayers that's you want to – out into the universe <laughs> uh prayers for liverpool uh uh win over united this weekend and um that's all i got jake thanks again for coming on happy we we got to have you on here man yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having me guys i love doing it cool all right thanks man cheers hey guys and he's